0: today on the go for bronze podcast mark talks about how he has a very close brush with another internet outage once again spectrum dropping the ball on him or are they joelle talks about why you should never sign up for free trials if you're a college student and if that's for the sunday ticket you have stolen my dreams is there another silent hill in the works plus what we've been playing, the new hottest trends, and whatever else comes to mind to keep you entertained. Here are your hosts, Ace and Yoel Torre.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Go for Bronze podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joel, and as always with me is Mark Ace Avocado. Is ever Yo- done to say Ace Avocado, or you just want to be known as Mark Ace?
2: Ace on the scene. Now, I think you're uh, hitting a lot of deep lore already right on the start of the first episode. So first name is Mark. Middle name is actually Anthony. But Ace is what I go by on most games. Not actually my PSN. But last name is actually Acevedo. My social security is. So the last name, right? uh, Ace obviously comes from the beginning of that. uh, Our co-host here was unaware of this but he has learned recently that that is where the connection lies and then the avocado is a childhood trauma that everyone who has my last name carries so besides that i'm doing well hello also everyone. not just Welcome co-host the a
1: longtime friend of over like 15 years at this point and realized that about a month ago that ace was the first three letters of his last name so
2: and my brother does use a similar name well, on games i thought as well. that's why i
1: thought you were carrying the family tradition that's what i thought it's like the family crest but it, i mean it makes when i'm i'm what i'm saying is even worse but in my mind i thought you guys made it up yeah,
2: they just they yeah they go together it's family because it's our last all right. name <laughs> all
1: right well
2: how have you been mark how was your
1: weekend i haven't really got to caught up with you
2: yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, very good. Got a, a fresh cut this past Friday. Looking and feeling a lot better. A couple of pounds lighter. And I have internet. As you've heard in the in the intro, Note Spectrum did try to fuck me over again. I was without internet for a few hours on Friday, but it got quickly wow. fixed, so no big deal. This was after I had no internet for a week the previous why week. Why did they which say, which why didn't it go brutal. out on Friday? They just were like, oh. Just out I, mean, here I mean, I don't know. I don't know why... It, yeah, I don't know why it went out. i just I was just on my system and then noticed that it went out at like three. And so, oh, after it being out for an entire week, the previous week, you know, I had the whole spectrum hotline and website just like like the back of my fucking hand. so I instantly went in, checked for outage, checked the map, and it said I was in an outage, please. but they actually gave an ETA for like two hours. so they actually fixed it, and well, yeah, we both had it, so. a rough,
1: rough experience with customer service calls, but That is not why we're here. We are a PlayStation podcast, and let's get into.
2: But you can tell us about the whole
1: Directv Sunday ticket that fucking ordeal. I hate Directv. They're a scam. They're a sham company. They should be destroyed from the inside out. Their CEO is stealing money from college kids, and they're just pieces of shit. And it's Sunday Ticket, they they promise free trials. You can't delete it, and now I'm f- now I'm on the hook for four payments of fifty three dollars a month.
2: You're on the hook, wait for, direct, but I thought you. Okay, so you're still on the hook, but but isn't Sunday Ticket gonna Sunday transfer? Ticket
1: is a service that is provided through Directv. So this is why I say it's a scam. You usually can't have access okay. to that unless you have Directv, which I do not have so that's why i never really bothered i but they ran a promotion i don't know if it started last year but this year is the first time i noticed it if you're a college student they'll give you direct tv you know put in your college email they're like oh you're it's all good and then we'll give you the, the DirecTV streaming like thing like you can put it on your playstation <laughs> i can watch it on my fucking phone but then i was a week trial i said if you cancel before october 6 you're good and then I'm on the phone October 6th with fucking customer service for four fucking hours. And I couldn't authorize my payment, even That's though I good. only have two cards under my name. And it's just now I'm on the hook for fucking, it's $53 a month for the entire NFL season, which is four months. So they fucked me That's
2: good. That's it. Direc- Direct TV was like, look, it's for college students. You already got a couple thousand in debt. Just what's a little more? You know what I'm saying? Not mine. That's you graduated. It was no big deal. So what I was, I don't, I don't know a lot about <laughs> sports, but what I was gonna say is, I thought I had heard something about Amazon or another like big ticket party looking to purchase.
0: So Amazon took over Thursday night. They got Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, stupid. Mm-hmm. So the way the NFL works, because yeah. you're a big uh, sports Joe, guy. I didn't right? even know
1: you were not a sports guy. Be, I mean, it, it makes
2: sense. Yeah, uh, so like, I didn't. Ex- I,
0: I run. The, <laughs> I wasn't uh, expecting that I, from you. Know, I run a little bit of a football pool at the work, so I've been following this season. I know about Javanteus Bronto. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! You
1: definitely don't look shady saying that, like in like a lit, barely lit den. Just saying, hey, I run hey, a football run, pool
0: at work. I, you definitely don't look like
1: shady. I run like some
2: this. numbers with your Rick and Morty
1: shirt. Oh my god! You don't run shit. How are you doing? Is how are you doing with your pool? Anyways, um, so Jeff.
0: I'm consistently coming in second and third. <laughs> it's so terrible.
1: I usually come first, so that's
0: good that you're coming second. Yeah, man, second or third. It's uh, it's it's you know, it's it's unimpressive. Third. Whoa, what's that going on over there? That's crazy. That's right. I'm doing poorly at it, you know, as expected. I'm about as good at football pools as I am in Spanish, you know. I can find the library, the disco, and the bathroom.
1: So not very good at all. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, so let's get into some of our speedrun topics. We'll open up the show. Some lighthearted, you know, commentary. You so the first it's one running. that we're going to talk about is Persona 5. A JRPG we all love. Actually, I think only I love. But everybody as a whole loves Persona 5. Is getting a co-op card game, a physical card game. And it's coming out next year. Uh, Publisher Atlas has partnered with uh, Pandasaurus Games, which is a card game company, to create a Persona 5 Royale, specifically the Royale version, incorporating the new uh, social link and new uh, character in the game. And they're targeting an October 21st release date. This is, uh, I'm not expecting you to say much about this, Mark, but I just thought it was interesting news just to, you know, give the people, let them know. If you're a big Persona 5 fan, you could possibly play card games, of card game version of it. And it also came up to my mind, it came into my mind when we were recently having a game night over at your place. And I was like, having card games would be fun. And this could be possibly like a fun thing to do. Like, you know, play, have a few drinks and then be like, oh, I don't know what this shit is.
2: Yeah, I mean, so going back to, like, with with Persona, I'm not against Persona at all. I just haven't finished them, the ones that I have played. But, I mean, I guess it's cool. It's interesting in terms of, uh, like, physical card game. I wonder how in-depth it is. I do think having game nights, like, with a bunch of people is fun. But I don't know how in-depth or nerdy this is to include people that are outside like the gaming you know that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping
1: that like since they're using like a true game card company and not like having an outsider force people that work within the that industry hopefully they can make it more like casual not casual whatever level of in depth but make it like entry level so that way it's like oh if you haven't played persona 5 you don't know what the fuck is going on but speaking of board games amazon is doing their prime day number two like we also Amazon Prime Day I feel like it's like every other fucking day but that's a different thing like their sales are like a week out now and it's just like oh Amazon Prime Day sales until Black Friday basically so but they have a great selection of board games if you are interested in and we can we can up the the board game collection so that when we have those game nights it'd be more fun because I saw Catan was on there and Pamela's a big fan of Catan I don't know what the fucking Tan is Joe, I would assume you know what Katan
0: is. I have no idea, no idea. What the fuck, Joe?
2: Joe, you failed me. Like you know, I don't
0: know. It's I don't like, know like the fuck
2: it, you're talking about. It, I you know it's some like nerdy shit, but games, I figured yeah.
1: that Joe would know about it because I feel like it's like D and D adjacent.
2: Yeah, take it easy. That's what, what I was gonna mean? say. I was just waiting to shit on D and D. Ain't gonna be we're doing right, we're that. We're dressing line up. All right, we're
1: being full cosplay <laughs> yeah, as characters. Not, That's no, what I'm not, saying. <laughs>
2: Also, you know, I should, uh, I should take some kind of umbrage with you saying, you know, we got up our <laughs> board games, so game night is more interesting. Is game night not I'm interesting? I'm saying it enough is interesting, but I'm just saying it's going to run thin if we don't have. new...
1: We have to add new selections. I think that it's always been interesting because we've always added yeah. a new game. All right, we are, we're running through. I don't have yeah. any more games. All I have a fucking Monopoly. A big.
2: I mean, yeah, you're you're I'm a big, big Pandasaurus guy. I love Pandasaurus. Is my games. favorite game
1: developer. <laughs>
2: all right so uh i'm excited uh to get into this next one because i saw i saw this so crash
1: bandicoot wampa league will seemingly be announced at the game awards so uh activision sent out a bunch of press kits to a bunch of gaming media outlets and the press kit was basically a pizza box and the pizza box was to celebrate the release of Crash 4. It's about time on Steam, which is coming to Steam October 18th. But keen observers noticed that on the side of the pizza box, there was a sticker that said, if you're hungry for more, try our new Wampa pizza for $12.08. This is seemingly a reference to the Game Awards, which takes place on December 8th with the eight, um, So it's going to be a multiplayer game in the crash bandicoot series. And there's a lot, there seems to be a fairly amount of hype around this. Uh, I was kind of shocked that they're just announcing more crash bandicoot stuff. Cause I'm pretty sure crash bandicoot Four kind of had soft sales, especially coming off of like the crazy sales of the insane trilogy. But what do you have to say about that?
2: Mark? Don't worry. I'm always here with your insider extra information. So I believe that this project was either in development or was started before Crash Bandicoot 4 came out because I know that Toys for Bob, the developer of the most recent Crash Bandicoot, in their studio, they have a wall with the games that they're working on. And it was leaked a couple of months ago that they were working on something multiplayer-related because it was seen on their uh, studio wall. And so that that must be this Wumpa League game. Uh, so what they've currently been working on, right, They did. Crash Four, and then just like every other Activision studio, they got put on Warzone. So Toys for Bob has been working on Warzone and other Call of Duty things, and then now it looks like they're able to get back to to this. So I haven't played Crash Four mostly because I heard it's just really, really hard. I guess just the the platform is probably not the main game, but I just haven't got to it yet. Yeah, and but also very good critical reception. So. I'm not sure what the style of this game would be if this is similar to this makes me think of I'm sure there's somebody out there that when I start saying this, they're going to be like losing their shit screaming at their at their uh, whatever their listening devices. But there was a crash game that was a party game on PS1. Mm -hmm. And this makes me think of that. So I wonder if this is going to be kind of like Fall Guys. Yeah, Mario Party, Fall Guys, kind of some some kind of party game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see it, right? December 8th, that's a Thursday for Game Awards. I'm excited to see that. And I mean, that definitely is... I'm hyped in general for this course. year's
1: Game Awards because I'm uh, hoping that it has some announcements. I'm hoping that PlayStation specifically says something because I feel like we have a lot, like there's a lot of things we still don't know about PlayStation, especially regarding VR unless i'm assuming we may possibly get a state of play focused around it so game awards this year i'm hoping has some dope announcements we're definitely gonna hear about this new crash bandicoot wampa league i am interested to see what style of game it is like you said the party style could be fun is it going to be free to play is it going to be paid Uh, we can use a good uh we can use a good multiplayer game because you know some new multiplayer games have been disappointing us and that's a tease for later
2: I think it will be if I had to take a, a guess if we, you know, had to had to start a, a betting pool here for game releases and metacritics and all that kind of stuff. I would assume that it's gonna be free to play, mostly because that seems to be the most popular structure for games releasing now, especially since it's gonna need a fan base to keep it alive yeah, if it's multiplayer. Definitely. So So There's pros and cons yeah, to that. But
1: there there's pros and cons to it. But I mean hopefully it's a solid hopefully the foundation is solid. But The last topic we're going to talk about before we get into what we've been playing is that Atlus has announced that Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden will be released on PS4 on January 19th, 2023. We knew that these games were going to be coming to the consoles, but they officially gave it a solid release date. So we're going to be starting off the year 2023 with two uh, banger of a... persona games and also the first time they've been playable on playstation consoles since the playstation 2 era so this is going to be definitely interesting i'm going to want to hop into these i just don't know in terms of uh how long these games are i know persona 4 golden is very long i don't know if persona 3 is shorter or longer because it's from a different era but 2023 is going to start off hot so i don't even know i might start these games and then not be able to finish them because i'm very excited for hogwarts legacy which is coming out february 2023
2: and then in addition to Persona 3 and Persona 4, Persona 5 Royale will be getting a PS5 SKU for anyone Oh yeah, later this month that. they are
1: getting a PS5 SKU of Persona 5.
2: So. Yeah. So so if you want to play Persona 5, I mean you could already play the PS4 version, but if you want to play the PS5 SKU or you want to go for the trophy list again. And specifically be not Persona for 5, you.
1: Persona 5 Royal, which has a new characters. Yeah.
2: Specific Specifically so yeah, that, Royal. That's,
1: that's interesting. That's all those Persona announcements that we're hearing about. Also, all those games will be day and date on Game Pass for you freeloaders out there. <laughs> but let's get into what we've been playing. And Mark, uh, you had some... Uh, you, had, you didn't have a spicy
2: take yet for Overwatch 2, but you,
1: you gave me a little tease, and I'm I was ready. shocked because I, I was having a different reaction to this game.
2: <laughs> I'm ready to complain. Alright, so... Overwatch 2, I'll start with the positives. Looks fantastic, is very fun to play, is free, right? That's probably about the the limit of what I would say is like really positive. The negative, so I didn't play Overwatch a ton, so I don't have that same level of fatigue as some people who have been playing it throughout its lifespan and are going into Overwatch 2 being like, oh, it's just Overwatch 1.5, right? And complaining for me, I'm like, hey, who cares? That just means that, I'm getting a game that is going to be fully polished and I didn't pay for. And so that's how I was looking at it. I also didn't have internet when it launched, so I didn't experience that fucking 5 hours of waiting that all of you guys did. Not not Joel, um or Joe, but uh, the you know, the royal you, I that's what I heard that I saw videos about the the queue being crazy and stuff like that. I didn't have to deal with that. However, now that I've gotten into the game, a few things Number one, even though it's a free to play game, I'm so it's a free to play game and it does have a platinum. I'm happy that it has a platinum. However, it's the trophy list yeah, is I was, fucking I, I horrendous you about this. because the trophy list is horrible. Especially because there's like battle pass trophies. There's stuff that's related to things that can be monetized. Most of the trophies are not that bad, but some of them are are pretty bad. So. Uh, this is kind of combines with my next point here, where one of the trophies I was working on was to get 50 unlocks for any one hero. And you get your unlocks either through paying for it, which is fine. This, that's not the problem. Or you get battle pass tiers. They took out loot boxes, so there's no more loot boxes like there were in the first one. So I was working on Bastion. I like Bastion. He is the, you know, kind of robot character who transforms into a tank. He's got like a minigun, that kind of stuff. I was going on to play it the other day and I saw that him and... I'm probably going to mess this guy's name up, Chorburn? Or, you know... Are you kidding? like the Anyway, you, the people listening that play it know exactly who I'm talking about, right? They both got taken out of the game. And I was like, okay, well, why did they get taken out? They got taken out because they have like bugs to their ultimates. Like the characters themselves Mm. don't work correctly, but Bastion is a character from 2016. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I don't know a ton about the structure and the way that that kind of stuff works on the back end. But in my head, I'm just like, I know people were complaining about this being like an overwatch 1.5, but you're telling me that there are bugs to the point where a character's main ultimate doesn't work. And that's the character that I was using. That's also tied to trophies and maybe monetary stuff if you're buying stuff for them and you're going to pull it out. So then I was just like, OK, well, I'm not saying the game is bad. I'm just saying I, I guess I will wait again, which is weird, right? Because you complain. We complain so much about games coming out in like an unfinished state. And this is a game that, like, really has no reason to... Like, no excuses for this kind of stuff. But I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just have to wait. So, for now, it's just... I It's not on my system. I mean, I, I could always re-download it, but wow, for now... Wow, the like, okay, delete, well, too. That's crazy.
1: The full delete.
2: Oh, well, yeah. And then I, I won't uh, get into it too much either, but I also was playing a little bit of Death Verse, Let It Die. I played the beta for it, and then I started playing a little bit of it today. And I just want to say, I really... I know that free to play games are going to be most of what we're going to get in these live service games, but I really don't like it as a model.
1: Why? What's what is Death First? I thought that was like a PS4 game for some reason.
2: Let It Die was a PS4 game. Death Verse is a is a PS5 game. Same series, same creator, really good like art style and stuff like that. It's a it's a BR, but I'm putting uh, I guess quotes is stupid cuz you guys are listening to this, but so uh, in quotes, I'm saying that it's a BR, but it's only 16 players. And it, it has like some unique aspects to it. None of the actual gameplay is what bothers me about it. All, most of what I'm just saying is that I don't like, I know I didn't pay for these games because they're free, but it sucks when you get a game like this and you play a couple matches and they're like, oh, if I want anything fun, I either have to probably spend more than what it would cost to get a full price game or put like 150 hours in. That's how they monetize it. I know, no, but sucks. I'm just saying that, like, I, I yeah, just no, much I rather agree. pay. Yeah, I'd rather just pay full price and That's get like true. a game. But Death Versus the Game,
1: well, I know Let It Die was the free-to-play Souls kind of game, right? Is Death
2: Versus Combat kind of like Soulsy? Kind of. No, and it this is multiplayer okay. PvP. I mean, it is it is melee combat, and different melee weapons have different abilities and you have different pickups that you go throughout the map so i i I hesitate to say souls like just because it's not bosses or anything like that but the gameplay i guess you could say is kind of similar you have somewhat of an item belt and you have melee abilities and different weapons and stuff it's a cool game it death verse wasn't a problem i liked it when i played the beta and i'm still enjoying it i just want to say that playing that i got on it because i'm looking at new games to play and i was like okay overwatch okay death verse and then doing that i was just like i don't and then I saw like another free to play game. I don't even remember the name, but I was like, I don't want these all the time, but I know that we're going to get, yeah, especially more more from of them.
1: PlayStation with the 12 live service games. You know that there's definitely going to be a few Fortnite clones, minimalist art style, so I can run on mobile, but okay. Well, that's... I'm interested. I was glad to hear that you uh, got into death first. Uh, if you want to play that, I'm definitely be down to download that, especially since overwatch two is now going to be out of the rotation. Okay. Death Deathverse. Deathverse? isn't it called death first?
2: Uh, we can't because it's only, it's BR, but it's one player. Like, we, well, then it's then not like games game. or anything. What
1: the fuck are you doing in a multiplayer game? Yeah, yes, it's like, it's, have-
2: it's, 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 yeah, it's 16 players, but it's every every player is like solo. And it has this one mechanic, which is infuriating, but also like really fun if you're good at it, but also still kind of infuriating, where when you damage another player, they do lose health. But you gain the health that you mm, took off of so them. So like bloodborne, right? So, no, because bloodborne is bloodborne is you take damage, and then there's a there's a temporary section of your health bar that if you attack that creature back before the timer runs out, then your health okay. will fill that temporary bar. This is like you have a thousand health, I have five hundred health. You hit me, and I go down to 250, your health goes up oh, to 12. Oh, shit, 50 so it games. goes over
1: even the original yeah. amount of health. Yeah. That's that's kind of interesting. Exactly, that. it
2: flips. And then you can, you can overclock up oh, to 2,000 shit.
1: health. Okay, that's a little interesting. A little interesante. But yeah, maybe I might download that just to play on my own free time then. But uh, the games I've been playing has basically been the same bullshit. I've been playing God of War. It's a great game. It is kind of dragging a little bit, and I didn't remember this... I didn't remember this when I was thinking about the game leading into Ragnarok, but in this replay, I'm noticing it now, where I'm kind of like, I just want to get to the end. I just want to be done with this shit, and it just a couple steps that are just kind of, like, annoying. Like, you can just clearly tell these were kind of, like, filler aspects of the game. Like, uh, dealing with the tiers, vault, and lair, I'm like, this is, like, 30, 45 minutes, way too long. I don't know why I keep on going back and forth between the same fucking places. Just make... Yeah, just make all the solutions in the original vault and then make it quickly. And then there's this there's this complete like there's no way you can't tell me this is not filler. There's a part of the game where you go in an elevator and then just go up and then literally fight every single character or not character, but every enemy from each of the worlds. Which I understand it I understand it in terms of the story and the lore because you're like traveling between the time realms, but it's just it's kind of not it's not really like inventive it's kind of just sim- it's a simple room you're it's like just a plain room and then just-
0: should have been a cutscene.
1: could have been a dope cutscene. i agree Should could have been anything else but then that that was in the game and then so now i think i'm probably maybe like two hours out from like finally beating it and then i'll probably try to maybe possibly platinum platinum it who knows i may actually try to dive into something new i'm looking forward to gotham knights coming out just because it's a new game and it's receiving somewhat fairly decent reception from the previews. And then the other game I was playing was also Overwatch 2. We already discussed that. I enjoyed my time with it. My characters that I liked were not banned from the game, so I I don't have any issues with it. But I did notice that the trophy list was garbage because when I first saw that, it was like, I got like four trophies and I was like four out of 88. I was like, fuck, how many trophies I need to platinum this bitch? And then it's like broken down and like it's just Overwatch number one, Overwatch number two, Overwatch number three, Overwatch number four. And I'm like, what the fuck is this?
2: Yeah, it's also it's also separated by trophy list, which if anyone is interested in knowing the back end, I'll bore you real quick. So when you're making a, a, a like title for PlayStation, you're allotted a certain amount of each, each grade of trophy is allotted a, amount, a certain amount of points and you're allowed to fill a trophy list with a certain amount of trophies based on their rarities. And so I guess this would just mean for Overwatch 2 that they overfilled that so then they have to put separate lists like it's DLC. It's very clunky. Yeah, and, it, and the character being... I was just going to say, the, the character being taken out, I don't even mind that it's that character. It's mostly because that's tied to a trophy I was gonna that I was going for. Cause I was focusing all of my unlocks mm. on him and then you take him out of the game. So I'm like, okay, well fuck me then. Right. I guess I'll just wait. Mm.
1: And you know, what's also funny is that there was, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I don't know what you want me to say to that. That's kind of crazy, but you know, what's also weird is that there was a game, uh, like back during the PS4 era that reached like the trophy limit. Like, cause it, like you said, there's a, a lot of the amount of points and there's a lot of the amount of points even after for, for DLC, and I forgot what it was. It was like it was one of those like sim games, I think. Like, and they just kept on releasing mm-hmm. DLC, and then they eventually had to tweet out and be like, "Hey, we'll make new content for the game. It's just not going to have trophies because we've re- we literally reached the limit that Sony gives us for using trophies." Which I was like, "Damn, I didn't even know that that was a yeah. thing."
2: I think it was a train. Simulator. Yeah, it was
1: one of those sim games. That Something train simulator like that. sounds right. Just releasing like mute. New- you know what's funny is that. I can picture, I mean, it makes sense. I, Joe is into these simulator games with the Ace Combat, but I, I'm shocked that Joe hasn't gotten into, like, one of the farm simulators, train simulators, jobs. Like, I feel like you would love those In, simulator I, games. That well,
0: that's, uh, that's correct. I do like action. the action games. Um, dude, I love the Ace Combat game. But the thing about other sim games, right, I can't. Allow myself to do it starting with The Sims when I was playing The Sims like forever ago. I don't know how long, whatever. Like, I'm not even going to date myself on it, but I quickly realized that I was making the digital people do stuff that I really should be doing. And, uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> like the thing is, it. exactly, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because I was playing Sims so much that eventually became an issue. But I, the, the bigger The Sim game, the more the opportunity cost of the wasted time in my mind. Like, oh, farming Sim, Joe, you should go out and learn to plant. Uh, You know, so it, it, uh, I have a terrible mental block when it comes to the Sim games.
1: Yeah, but you can fly around in a cockpit. Because I'm not really
0: going to be allowed to fly in a cockpit. Fly a gunship.
2: I could drive a tank i was in charge of million dollar equipment and i think it's a little different i would say comparing ace combat is a slight bit of a stretch to like the you know mechanic simulator train simulator farm simulator that kind of stuff
0: in the field we had a code of honor fly a gunship like that's some of that vr stuff dude like the okay the ace combat would be
1: two st- oh, train simulator you're fucking pulling oh, the cranks yeah. and shit that shit sounds fun Got to go out yeah, there and kill them yeah, here.
0: all of it. I mean, you you know, like somebody a Toyota stops on the train tracks in front of you and you can't stop the train. You know, something about <laughs> yeah, you're here trying
1: to recreate flight and shit. What's wrong with you? you, know? you
2: but um, yeah, that's all we've been playing. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's interesting to hear the different opinions with god of work because sometimes yeah sometimes just taking time away and going back to something you see it a little bit differently than how it was the first time like for example i i mentioned last time so i'm also playing last of us 2 kind of in the background finishing up my platinum playing it on grounded plus and i'm enjoying it way more than i did the first time which i still liked it but i you know was emotional about certain things i think with God of War, you saying that there's some filler, something that I'm noticing about is the first time I played Last of Us 2, I complained very heavily about the way combat sections ended, how there was always like a fucking door or an elevator or something you had to go up to and hold triangle to for a certain period of time so you can get through it. So you were not allowed to just Emotional run through an damage. area and just like escape it. And the reason why I think I got frustrated with it first time playing is because there were areas of the game where combat didn't even make sense for there to be enemies. So then I felt like that was padding and it wouldn't let me just go through it, but playing it this time, first of all, I'm playing it on grounded. And I, I think last of us, this one and the first one are just best when you're playing on the hardest difficulty because they're the most intense and it forces you to play at the game. I feel like the way it's like really meant to be played, like be really careful with your resources, be really quiet, all that kind of stuff. And the, the way combat scenarios end now is significantly less frustrating just because when you're stealthing when you're doing stealth and you're being very quiet and like into it i don't got the headset on sense. you're and like
1: fully fucking immersed in that bitch
2: absolutely and it's actually something i didn't realize the first time around it's different based on if you're seen or not seen how you interact with the with the ending doors. Like for example, if which which I guess I could definitely understand a, a counter argument to this. But so for example, right, let's say you get to the end and you get to a door and you gotta like, you know, bash it. If you're seen, you might have to bash it like four to six times, but if you're in stealth, you only bash it like once or twice and you go through it immediately. <laughs> Which is a benefit that you were quiet, but also when you think about it, that doesn't, it doesn't really at make all, any but... fucking sense. Because if you're trying to hit it harder, then you would get through it quicker. All I'm trying to say is, is now that I think I'm playing it really stealthy, it's just not frustrating me. Eh? But when you're playing it like aggressive and fast, those things don't make any fucking yeah, and sense. Yeah, definitely. I
1: feel like that's an issue with just people when like a title's released and you're trying to rush through it. And then you just kind of you don't end up playing it the way Mm -hmm. you naturally play a game. Like, I feel like me and you, we naturally play games slower. We try to find as many collectibles, even though it's like we might not even platinum the game. Like, we just enjoy playing games at a slower tempo and just kind of experiencing everything. And then when you're just trying to finish it just so you can talk with your friends about the the ending and the story and all that stuff like that, then that's kind of where you can you can almost ruin the game for yourself a little bit.
2: I agree with that, and I will add on to it by saying, for me, I think, and for you too, but definitely for me, it's also about difficulty because something that, so yeah, so with it, for me, I guess yeah, this is more of a thing. But for difficulty, we've talked about how I, I like playing all these games the hardest difficulty, maybe not the first time through. I like to enjoy it on its intended normal or whatever, but. The hardest difficulty to me will prove a, a couple of things. It'll prove if it's immersive, and it will prove if its gameplay can hold up to what is needed to beat the most difficult. Which you've heard me talk about. Like if if a game is if you're playing it on its max difficulty and you can tell that you're just like not physically able to do the things because the game's not made that way, then it feels weird. Last of Us is totally made correctly to handle all the really difficult stuff well. And when I played it the first time, I don't think it was more of just well i guess you're right. i guess it was a little bit of me rushing through but it was also because i was like these none of them are gonna hurt me on normal so i just don't want to fight them i was like it's just not intense because i can just and you know it's really easy, so I especially just to for get last to get to of but, us
1: like that's yeah. like part of the whole yeah atmosphere of the game but,
2: but on Gr- on grounded plus one bullet kills you and one hit by yeah one hit by anything you're basically dead And And you have to use all the tools. It's not even that hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, And you have to use all the tools. Exactly. That
1: sounds like good shit. So while we get into these topics, let's just move. I'm just going to move one of the topics early on or further on the show more up just because we're talking about the last of us. So HBO's the last of us. Ellie has not played the game. Uh, Bella Ramsey, the actor who plays Ellie was encouraged to not play the game after her first audition for the role. She followed a similar route as her co-star Pedro Pascal, who famously also said that he did not play much of the game and experienced most of the game through um, Let's Plays. Um, So, Mark, how do you feel about that information? that uh, The two leads of the show, based on the game we just talked about, have not really experienced the game. I think both of them kind of had a similar experience where they played it for like an hour or two and then watched Uh, a little clip a few clips afterwards and from like let's plays and stuff like that it's due sometime next year so I'm excited for whenever it does come out Um, and did you see the new teaser trailer that was like released like two weeks ago I thought it was I thought it was pretty solid I'm not even gonna lie
2: yeah so I did watch the trailer I thought it was I thought it was a good trailer I thought that the clickers looked really good in it Joel looks good. I think Nick he's Offerman fantastic. looks great. That's the best casting so far for the show. Um, yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. I think they have the holistic energy of the show and everything like that mostly down. And I know that looks for like you know characters. Some people think Bella Ramsey looks weird and that kind of stuff. I know that it's not really like a huge deal. One thing that I did notice though, which I was I didn't see anyone mention, so maybe I'm just a, you know, thinking about this way too much, but I might have to go back and rewatch it. But in the first section of the game, when you are running through the town, that's burning with Tommy and your daughter, they showed clips of that in the trailer, but the daughter didn't look anything like the way his daughter looks like in the game, which I don't know if anyone noticed that because the daughter in the game, right? She's like, you know, little white blonde girl and the, the girl that he's running with, again, you can't really see because it's not very clear. But like, she has like brown hair and it's wavy. So like, I just immediately was like, ah, that that's not okay. I guess right. I mean, because that's that's. I feel like that's even less of a. I feel like that's even less of a um. Like you need to change it because that character isn't even going like, to But more of an oversight, so, like, like your lack of familiarity
1: with the subject. Yeah.
2: Cause then basically like you're kind of just going for looks cause that character is not going to be like Pedro Pascal, right? You don't need him to look exactly like Joel, but like you need a good actor and Pedro Pascal is a great actor. So I get that, but that's a, that's a really small thing. I was just wondering if anyone else noticed that if you didn't, I would recommend going back to the trailer and seeing that. And you can tell me if I'm crazy, but I thought I saw that. And I was like, that's not his Joel's daughter, but the trailer looks good. I don't have too many feelings about uh, Bella not playing the game because I've kind of already sat with this right when we talked about it the first time with Pedro, and like you said, he played a little bit of the game and then let's plays and then I think he watched his nephew oh, yeah, play. That it. Was also I know he was like it was a family member. He watched a couple hours, so I know he saw the first section of the game. But I don't know. I, you know, I've never seen Bella Ramsey. I know that she was in Game of Thrones, so if she does a good job, then then great. It just has to be believable that she is. I think to me, it's less important that she is believable as Ellie and just believable that she fits. I won't like spoil things about the story for, I guess, people who are just going to watch the show first, but that she just fits the, the certain like elements of the character. If this makes sense, like she doesn't have to be like exactly like cracking the same jokes and she all that that and the essence about, though like, that ellie, uh, ellie has a certain
1: she's a certain yeah. she's a specific character she's sarcastic she she's witty she is she she could be serious she she has a she's she has a wide emotional range and, and, and they explore that even more in the part two so like you said it has to be a very comparable actor to like our comp, competent actor to play think,
2: both of these characters i think f- agreed i exactly i was gonna say i think what i was trying to say but i wasn't quite getting the words correctly is i think the most important thing going into this for me is that her and pedro pascal have a believable bond because if they don't have a believable bond then i think that'll completely throw me out of the show because i think that's like one of the most important things is how how they mesh together as a yeah parent. i
1: agree and i'm also interested to see how much of part two is going to be in this like what aspects of that are we going to get any aspects of that
2: i would imagine none because you know they do oh yeah i mean they're definitely
1: going to do a season two but i mean it depends obviously i would would imagine no no part two but what i am i don't know about you but i really did i feel like i feel like they definitely have the atmosphere and like the the ambiance of the last of us like watching it even like the the title screen where it shows like the logo for the last of us and the light shines and it like barely shows and then like the little spores in the air and it's like the last of us i was like i was like i I think they're gonna i think this is probably gonna be the best playstation media project that we probably see out of all of them because a hbo doesn't fuck around and b the actors seem to be very well are very good actors
2: yeah it has the best it has the best production behind it it has the best director it has the best uh, you know HBO behind it good actors of of the PlayStation Studios products we've seen thus far that's what I mean so yeah I definitely think it will be the best out of those offerings Well, wow, classic Joe nice. good shit I was
1: quick Love all right that. so moving on to our next topic uh, this is a this is a fan favorite around here for the go for bronze boys is a uh, modern warfare 2 is expected to receive premium DLC uh, for next year and it, that DLC will also include a campaign so uh, next year is rumored that it's going to be the first time in like 12 years, 10 years that we're not getting a Call of Duty annual release. But so what seems to be in the works is that we're going to be receiving premium DLC as a replacement for not having a true Call of Duty uh, release next year. So this DLC is going to incorporate a campaign. That will be an expansion for Modern Warfare 2 and then also incorporate a Greatest Hits map pack featuring fan favorite multiplayer maps from previous Call of Duty entries. So while I was initially excited about this, the repackaging of Call of Duty maps has been a free thing for such a long time that I don't necessarily know how much I like them making me pay for it. But I want to I want to hear your thoughts, Mark.
2: Yeah, so with Call of Duty, we do play a ton of it around here, so we got definitely the scoops and all the extra info. So with this with the Greatest Hits Map Pack, this was and correct me right now, I guess if I'm wrong, this is a leak or a report, not an announcement, This is all leaked correct? from Jason
1: Schreier at Bloomberg. Cool.
2: So I have seen two different things about this multiplayer DLC. So one is the one that you're telling me where it's a greatest hits map pack featuring multiplayer maps from other entries or just previous entries in general. And then I've seen another leak through some YouTubers that I follow who specifically cover Call of Duty news. I won't give their names out because if I get this info wrong, I don't want to be like shouting them out for wrong info. But what I saw was that the Greatest Hits map pack was going to be every map from Modern Warfare 2. So I've been hearing mixed reports like about that. So I saw
1: what you were saying too. I saw certain yeah. people say that, and then also certain where it's going to be coming from different games.
2: Okay. So the I would say the few things that I have on that in Rapid Fire, number one, like you said, they didn't charge for this in previous Call of Duties, meaning the most recent ones, right? Yes, way back they did. But they've been releasing maps for free, so that's one number two if it is greatest hits map packs featuring fan favorite multiplayer maps from previous call of duty entries they better not try to charge for the ones that are in the Warzone oh, two map because those are already the there, are there you know what i mean we we know that we know that showdown is already Terminal. there we know that the mw3 one with the, oh, yeah. the like dome right that one is there so I would hope that they're smart enough to not do that. But that would feel very strange because, yes, they already made the maps. And obviously, whatever they're going to charge for, they already made. That's not my point. My point is, is that if it's already in Warzone 2, I don't want them to cut, repackage and charge yeah. again. That would feel strange. And this strange, is also
1: supposed but... to commemorate it, 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 the I 20 would... year, 20 year anniversary of Call of Duty as well, I believe.
2: Mm. Okay. So if that's the case, then it might just be from all previous i would prefer just mw2 i would like that specifically because when they say you know fan favorite greatest hits the thing that worries me about that is that they've been bringing back greatest hits in every fucking call of duty how many times have we had news i'm gonna say crash, crash yeah exactly Well, and we already had Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered, so I don't need these maps again and again and again. However, I haven't played on a state Mm -hmm. in forever. I haven't played on Derailed. I haven't played on Rust. So I'm saying I was talking with my brother about this, about which MW2 maps, and he fucking loves Derailed. There's a stairway in it where if you put two claymores, you could just camp up there with, you know, the dual shoddies and everything. So we were getting excited about that because sometimes... You know, it is about your greatest hits map, but I think sometimes it's also about like, well, people are probably going to want to play what they miss the most. And if you just recycle the same maps you've been giving us year after year, then you're going to get a diminished return on the excitement. So I'm hoping that it's all of MW2, not just quote unquote fan favorite from previous COD entries. Cause that, that to me sounds probably like, well, we can save money and just do the maps that we've already redone. A yeah. Bunch of times. And
1: also, you know, it's like, it's like an album, you know? Your favorite song probably is not going to be a single, and it's like a, it's a B-side that nobody knows, but like you love it. And when you go to the show, you hear them play it, you fucking lose your mind. It's the same thing with these COD maps, where it's like everybody knows like Favilla, fucking uh, Terminal. Those are like the big ones from, uh, and then Afghan. Those yeah. three are
2: like the big ones. And but then so when you right, said a
1: state. I was like, fuck, terminal- I love the state.
2: And terminal is uh, it has been remade in in Call of Duty's past MW two and terminals in the Warzone two map. So just now that you say that I remembered it. So exactly though, yeah, like those deep cuts, right? Like this is off the top of my head, but yeah, estate derailed. I would love you know rust is not like a, a deep cut, but there's um is it, is it bog, bog, is is bog bog like is like really, the really bog before? I think is
1: the one that is uh, the really big map with the two tunnels
2: or is it wasteland Wasteland is I'm the one that of? is that the
1: one you think about the big open map and it wasteland has the two is, tunnels
2: wasteland is the, yeah wasteland is what i'm thinking of is that it's for mw2 too. bog
1: i think is mw i think it's mw
2: bog is mw so that's what i'm saying so like wasteland it's been a long time i didn't even remember the name but i remembered enough to be like that's the one i want to see so that, that, yeah, you get what I'm saying. And I think that was a great comparison that you just said with music. That's exactly right. Sometimes people are going to have favorites that might not be the most popular, but, you know, bring it forward. Yeah, so,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm excited about Mar- Modern Warfare 2 as a package with what we're getting in 2022. Uh, the fact that they're going to keep on supporting it for at least a solid year out is also very exciting because then that means, obviously, you know, the bugs and the fixes, Warzone's going to get full support and not be put on the back burner. But um, the DLC campaign, I don't know how I feel necessarily about that because if Modern Warfare 2's uh, campaign doesn't hit initially, I don't know how excited I'll be for a new campaign. But I do like that they're at least trying to provide content within that year that we're not going to receive a Call of Duty and they're using this. I just hope, though, that it's not... I just need to know pricing. I think the price is really what's going to affect how I genuinely feel about it because if it's like... 40 bucks for both of these things I don't think that that's too bad but if they're gonna be out here like oh it's like season 4 season 4 update $70 and all this crazy shit then I'm gonna be like
2: but Mm. what about this counter argument I bet you what I'm about to say you would spend 40 on what if it has it's own platinum You'll spend forty. I would spend forty. That's what I want. That's what I was gonna say. So, if they do, if they do a DLC campaign, if they do it like a like a mini game, like a smaller game, you know, think of like Far Cry Primal or Wolfenstein: The Old Blood, those kind of games. That I would be all about. What I would not be all about is like you're saying they charge twenty to like forty dollars. But then it's just like more missions. That's not something. Yeah, because that's what work. we
1: started noticing with the they started doing that with Cold War with like the new zombie maps not even having fucking trophies. It's like, no, no, no. We need the full support of a release. Yeah. It is a new it's a new product. Exactly. We need new trophies and all the
2: good stuff. So yeah. I'm excited about that. And it's a it's uh with the call co- with the Cold War maps, like you were saying, there could be some there was something to be said about the fact that those released free. But if you have me paying I for the trophies. DLC yeah i want I the trophies,
1: trophies. that's very true so yeah, yeah that that was a nice little surprise i I just read that right before we started recording and i was like oh shit look at that that's some good shit um this next news item is a little less is a little more mundane but it is still very interesting when you look at it from the in, like an industry insider perspective so microsoft and sony paid millions to bring the survival arc games to their subscription service so in november of 2021 Uh, Snail, the developer and uh, publisher of um, Ark Survival Evolved uh, made an agreement with Sony to make the Ark Survival game available on PS4 as one of its March 2022's PlayStation Plus games in exchange for $3.5 million. So that's interesting just from a standpoint of we're now kind of seeing the ballpark of what Sony's paying for the Plus games. And this is the lowest tier Plus. This was before... We had the new additional two tiers, so this was just meaning if you have Plus, you downloaded that game, you have access to it, access to it forever. It's not on a revolving catalog that can possibly leave your uh, library. But what, what what was interesting about this is that what also came out is that Microsoft paid two point five million dollars for it for the same game for six months on Game Pass. Now, I know people are going to make a big hub of Wow, well, Sony got fucked because they paid a million dollars more, this and that. But if you actually look at it, I do think that this deal, it's a sweeter deal if you're a fan of this game, if you were a Sony Plus member, just because you technically own the game as long as you have Plus. Whereas if you're a Microsoft Game Pass player, if you want that game, you have to now buy it because it's no longer on the service. So that's a little, that's a, that was an insider baseball news tidbit, and I was kind of interested in it, and I wanted to hear what you have to say about it, Mark.
2: Also, so you said that they paid two point, they paid 2. a 5. million less for yeah. six months on mm-hmm. the service, right? That also means that if you're on Xbox, you have to pay for six months of the service. That's true. You only game.
1: need to pay one month. Oh, wait, no, you have to pay to have access yeah. to it. You still yeah. have to have plus.
2: What? Well, correct. Correct. You would... Yeah, that's true. But, so, him, yeah, Mark. I guess, you know what? I, I almost got him. <laughs> I almost got him, but I kind of fucked myself over with that one. My bad. But you're right. Uh, I need to be called out on that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to see how much they pay with this kind of dollar amount stuff. I am not a big ARC fan. The best thing that's come out of that series to me was the trailer that had <laughs> Vin Diesel in it. <laughs> you remember yeah. the ARC 2 yeah. trailer? Yeah, that's 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 good, fucking, yeah. They had him... Uh, Dude, they had him on a dinosaur doing a Play quarter a mile. Time, one quarter mile at a time. Yeah. Um but agreed. Yeah. If you I mean if you have plus, you once you once you snag that game once you can have it for the lifetime that you have the service. And it's worth noting at least that that is even if you have bottom tier plus, you're still getting those monthly games. Whereas if you're on Xbox, you can't just like pay for gold. And continue to have that game. You would have to have the mm. higher tiers to have access to the game. So I'll still come Good back shit. with something You're to be like there is way there is more of a benefit. Yeah, we're covered. I fucked up at first, but you know I rethought through it and and that's it. Uh, Joe, do you don't know any anything about this, game, but like game, about this game. game?
0: Anything that has uh, Vin Diesel riding a dinosaur?
2: Dinosaurs.
0: You know, put me <laughs> in, Coach.
2: I don't. I don't think he's in the games. Right? I mean, that, so I, that was for the second one, which it hasn't come out yet. But is there supposed to be like a campaign for it? I mean, I know it's a multiplayer. I believe it's like game. one of those like Rust kind of
1: games where it's like a multiplayer survival yeah. game where you kind yeah. of just like we got to make your own fun. One of those kind of games, and like I would I also uh, not, not fun. Game. I do, but I assume like it could be fun if like us four are getting into it, and then we just you know. Well, us four, including your brother Alex, who's an unofficial member of the squad. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. and But, I mean, you know, I'm paying for the fun to be creative That is for true.
1: Me. But, you know, it'd you know be fun if we're fucking around with dinosaurs and then Joe, he wanders off because, you know, Joe doesn't have the best directional skills when it comes to games and then he gets eaten by his C-Rex. I mean, that would be a Joe. lot of fun. It could be a fun experience. W- are, are you playing as a caveman? Yeah, but you need a PS5. That's the issue, though. You need oh a PS5 to play the game, Joe. so...
0: Supply and
2: demand. The, so <laughs> I don't think you actually do for PS5 for, a, for, for uh, every for single game a, uh, uh, <laughs> We're gonna play Mario Perfect Party. Console. You need a you need a PS5 for that.
1: But yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting. It's also a uh, pretty pricey price tag. Three point five million on a game that's already they probably already made a few million dollars off of it, and just for just having it on plus for a month, that's uh it's not a bad bag. I wondered how much the bigger games go for. Like this that's I initially exactly, thought of Yakuza yep. 7. I was like how much did they fucking pay for like a Dragon? Cuz that was that was within 2 years I believe and it's that's a full AAA you don't make the fun the fun comes to you kind of game, you know?
2: When I think of games that they must have paid a lot for, the one of the first ones that comes to mind is they did when they did uh Call of hmm. Duty they did world war two was free and also call of duty four remastered was also was free i wonder how much they paid for either of those yeah. because those don't even really go down in price for sale like call of duty ghost is still 60 on that's the store crazy but yeah that's- yeah it's insane but it's just like the way that they do it so i wonder how much they pay at what we can uh get into this next story but i'm gonna do a little bit of background search because i wonder if there's a list the most of expensive plus how much they've paid or where that yeah or where that three and a half million mm. would rank. i wonder
1: how much they paid for destruction all-stars you know that's really what i want to know
0: <laughs> more taco flip
2: that's a
1: joke Destruction well All-Star, if it's, it's a first, first part party of studio a, game oh, asked, that was yeah, a joke yeah.
2: <laughs> okay yeah i was gonna yeah okay well, they paid whatever the good cost. That game is true. Cost, they paid so. for the development
1: and they ate that shit because that was trash.
2: Probably more than yeah. a couple you million. So, so, so that, that might be a worse Destruction Altar is the
1: most expensive Plus game because it just ate money. It never made money.
2: One of the worst <laughs> Damn. movies of all time.
1: But um, while Mark is searching 100%. up the Plus cost per game, we're going to keep on moving on in the show here. And uh, Deathloop has officially been Confirmed to be a part of the Dishonored universe, so this one is a doozy. Uh, Deflu director and Arcane Leon studio director Dingan Bakaba confirmed this news on the official Xbox podcast. That's definitely not how you pronounce his name, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, so they talked; they were talking about this on the Xfo- X uh, uh, They were talking about this on the official Xbox podcast. Xbox Jeff Rubenstein asked the game director about the rumors that Deathloop is connected to the studio's past work. Bakaba said when asked about the rumors, yes, indeed, we envisioned Deathloop to be happening in the future after Death of the Outsiders. Death of the Outsiders was the standalone expansion for Dishonored 2. So the the furthest point in that series timeline uh bakaba wanted wanted uh Deathloop to stand on its own merit which is why the studio in, uh didn't initially lean into this connection when the game was first released last year in september and the recent golden loop update which celebrates the game leaving ps5 exclusivity adds more references to the connection to dishonored so in this update they added an idle gun action f- uh, for the heritage rifle which the heritage rifle is the shotgun in the game, and when it he when in the what's the main guy's name in Deathloop?
2: His name. Mm. Wow. True fan. Should no, shouldn't I?
1: Whatever. It's not, not Steve. Steve.
2: I should know. I played the shit out of but Deathloop. That his,
1: that, I forgot his name. Damn. Wow. What is his name? that's gonna piss me off but whatever so when he's in the idle action uh, idle mode not touching the controller he fucks around with the gun it reveals the logo of dishonored uh, dunwall tower so furthering the connection so the death loop is technically after the events of Dishonored too and it's and if you knew more about the dishonored universe which i do not you can see more clearly reference references to it throughout the game and then the little secret okay. caverns and the little memos and the stuff like that. Um, this makes sense. I wonder if they just uh, said this because everybody His was bitching about all the powers being the same in, uh, from Dishonored and Deathloop. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. They're in the same universe. That's why the powers are the same. But uh, what do you think about this, Mark? Since you're- His name's Colt. Oh, Colt. Oh, so Colt, Colt, Colt. So Mark, <laughs> what do you think about this, being a big Deathloop fan? How do you feel
2: about being a part of the Dishonored um, universe? I know, yeah. I don't, what's your experience with Dishonored? Like, very light, right? I, oh no, I, I beat uh, Dishonored oh, good, 1. Sure. I've played Dishonored 1 a decent amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dishonored 2, I purchased, haven't yeah. played. And uh, Death of the Outsider, I never bought. So, my knowledge of Dishonored lore, I would say, is pretty light. I did enjoy it when I finally got through it and I feel like probably played it correctly. I liked Deathloop a lot more because I like it when a stealth game has it where if you get caught, you can. it has the ability for you to fight mm-hmm. out of it, not just like, oh, now I've been spotted, everything's over. So Deathloop is awesome. My favorite part of this announcement is that they... Noted in the announcement or in the interview that they wanted this game to stand on its own first and have people find what they will before confirming it later. I love that. I feel like that's a very respectable thing. I feel like that's a really respectable artistic choice that you don't get very often, especially in an era where executives at companies will do anything to throw an already known name onto any. in the project. universe building so very I like that right a very big
1: media as a whole.
2: Exactly. So I'm really happy that they weren't like, oh, this is deathloop, you know, semicolon a dishonored mm-hmm. story. I love that they didn't do that cuz if they did that, I'd honestly be less interested in it. So, yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, it do- the thing is it doesn't harm the game at all, right? People have sat with it. They've enjoyed it for what they have and then all this kind of does is kind of if you're interested in some of the aspects, if you learned that now they're tethered to dishonored then go play dishonored. I think it's cool. I don't think there's anything. So that's what I was going to ask you.
1: Does this motivate you at all to go back to Dishonored 2 possibly? And also, did you notice, did you feel like you noticed anything while playing the game that was like, hmm, maybe this might be in the same universe besides the powers being the exact same?
2: Yeah. So starting at the top, no. (laughs) It doesn't make me more excited to go back to Dishonored because my least favorite aspect of Deathloop was how the story closed. Okay. So. At least in terms of main story, no. Uh, my interest in going back to Dishonored 2 would mostly be level design. When I hear people talk about the tower or other areas in the game, that's what makes me want to go back to that. And then to answer your second question, when I was going through Deathloop, the powers were somewhat similar, yes, and the way that you know, the way that the art style was yeah. similar. But I can't really say that I was playing it thinking this is related lore wise to dishonored okay. because it's it's in a it takes place in a time period that is pretty far removed from i think when dishonored takes place again i i know a lot more about deathloop than i do dishonored mm-hmm. so if anyone's listening to this like no it's right after well, that's fine i don't know that but to me right deathloop is groovy you know you got your 60s kind of like psychedelic energy but it's more technologically impressive cool buildings cool powers cool guns stuff like that and when i think of Dishonored, i'm like okay like rats old cities yeah. that kind of stuff so it's cool that there are some connections but it doesn't make me want to go back yeah I, it's also the only arcane game that i enjoy mm. there's definitely, you know, definitely, know, definitely gonna
1: be that's, a little and that's heat not for that because arcane has stands
2: that's a okay. okay. big stand that's a that's okay. But the thing is, is with arcane is the main thing for me prior to Deathloop is just like moving around and actually physically mm-hmm. playing them. They always have cool art styles. They always look very interesting, but playing them was not that enjoyable until this one, which I know you're saying I'll get a lot of flack for, but I know you should. No, no, I, I was just about
1: to, don't worry. I was about to hop in and just say like, I also like arcane is the most, one of the most frustrating game studios because every time I see a trailer, Every, if I see a screenshot from every single arcane game i'm like that looks like a world I want to spend time in that atmosphere the like like everything about arcane outside of gameplay outside of actually playing the game looks interesting they seem to like focus mainly on stories they have uh interesting cool worlds to explore they tackle like pretty interesting aspects you know you got prey in space you got dishonored like medieval times Deathloop in the 60s so none of the games are like even in the same kind of time period so everything kind of feels a little new fresh but then when you actually play them i'm just like ah, fuck i was like this dishonored is like way too stealthy for me i know you can be aggressive but then you're gonna get a shit ending if you're aggressive and kill everybody so then it's like well you have to play the game like stealthy to get a solid ending but also, what I was going to mention about this—the first, uh, what this whole story made me think about was uh, how, all, like, how tasteful Deathloop was with the dishonored uh, inclusion. It reminded me of Control and how tasteful they did the whole Alan Wake thing. And like, it took like the same thing, like a year or a year and a half for for um, Remedy to finally admit that, like, oh yeah, Control's in the same universe as Alan Wake. So I kind of like this. Like, uh, I like that. I like that game developers are having this in mind. But then waiting for fans to figure it out and not using it as a marketing tool, which can be abused and make you want to buy something just because I like that previous thing. So let me just buy this. So I kind of respect it. Uh, definitely. I would think the publishers are not going to go for that. Cause they're like, well, we could have sold fucking a shit ton more copies if this was an Alan Wake game, but this was a dishonored game.
2: The thing too is, is that it shows confidence, yes. right? Both control and Deathloop were fantastic games that are reviewed very well. And all that kind of stuff. I think that publishers are less likely to allow that sort of thing in games that the developers are less confident yeah. on. Right? They're not gonna. If they see what you have and they're like, "Okay, we believe in this too," they'll probably give you more creative freedom. Whereas if it's kind of a mid-game, then no, like, they're like, "No, we're gonna tie this in wanna, some yeah, shit." Just <laughs> slap a title on it. Yeah, and call it Saints. Row, oh wow, know? the shots fired. <laughs> Right, yeah I mean,
1: Sanro's ass. they did release a patch today, by the way, just as a random thing because I it's not written down, and we didn't play it, but we just they know did it release sucks. a patch supposedly fixed over two hundred bugs. So if you're interested in the game or have they purchased a game, they released a patch now that apparently fixes some bugs, which is
2: ridiculous. but if you've got thousands, then what's two hundred? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I mean, yeah. you're That's not what wrong. I think' of you're, you're not wrong.
1: But we were just talking about Arcane Lyon, the French-based uh, Arcane studio. Let's move over to another French-based story. So, the director of the Silent Hill movie confirms that Konami has several Silent Hill games in development. Uh, so, Christopher Gaines uh, claimed that there are currently multiple Silent Hill games in development. Christopher Gaines is the develop as the uh, director of the new Silent Hill movie. So he said in a French uh, video interview translated into English. So there might be a few things lost in translation. But the gist was in his quote, he said, I'm working with the silent team, the original creators at Konami. Oh, I'm working at the silent team with the original creators at Konami. There are several games in development as we speak. There are several teams on it. With a big line of games, they will revive the franchise. I think they were really impressed of the success of the remakes of Resident Evil that are uh, evidentially exceptional games. So this quote lines up with the multiple rumors and reports that we've been hearing of a Silent Hill 2 remake being in develop at Konami. So... It seems like Silent Hill is definitely going to be coming back. I just don't know why Konami's being so quiet about it As in general. Hopefully we get a tease maybe at Game Awards or something like that. But Mark, how do you feel this is more confirmation, more gas on the fire, on the rumors that Silent Hill 2 especially is going to be remade but the Silent Hill uh, franchise as a whole is possibly coming back. And I like that they were inspired by Resident Evil, which made fantastic remakes outside of 3. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was actually really interested where you were going when you said talking about a French studio because I was like, you know, Konami's like hella Japanese, where is this <laughs> coming from? And then I see just because yeah, it's a French interview. But okay, this makes sense. So a couple of things with this. I mean, with a Silent Hill 2 remake, right? If that's done well, that's, that's fucking chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah, that'd be great. Because if that is done really well that would at the very least go toe-to-toe with Resident Evil 2. And remember, for people listening, that we're talking before, if Resident Evil 4 is fantastic and is better than 2 Remake, then we can reassess that at a later date. But currently as it stands, I think it will at least be as good as Resident Evil 2 Remake, if not way better, because I think Silent Hill 2... I would probably say if they were to... The only one that I've played... Is like the OG PS2 version, and I played that not that long ago. It was a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. So that's me playing an ancient game that plays like shit and probably played like shit even when it came out. If they can make it play good and look nice, I have no doubt that like it would be better than any of the Resident Evil. Just games. creatively goes a and lot I more places
1: even, than the Resident Evil yeah. games.
2: Exactly. I don't even think that's that crazy of a statement to say, but that's only Silent Hill mm-hmm. 2. The thing I worry about here is them talking about they will revive the franchise. Make I don't know what kind of franchise you're trying to revive. You have Silent Hill 2, which is an all-time great. Silent Hill 1 is a classic, and then Silent Hill 3 is a polarizing some people love it, some people don't mm-hmm. like it. And then everything past 3 is on a decline. That's where the franchise ended, right? So... I'm way more excited about them talking about doing remakes. The franchise thing worries me a little bit more so because when you think about Capcom, it's not just Resident Evil that's been killing it. Capcom has been killing it in a number of places, right? They've, and so Silent Hill 2 came out in 2001. We're talking about a game that is legally old enough to drink, right? So it's it's important to bring that up because when this guy's talking about working with the original silent team, what the fuck were these guys doing for the past 10 years, right? So in my mind, the original silent team, there's no way that that's actually the team that made Silent Hill 2. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming maybe the
1: creative leads are probably what he means by that, but...
2: Yeah, maybe they're involved, agreed. So we, we will see, but I don't, I think that them just talking about, well, we've seen the success of Resident Evil, so we're going to do it. You're not Capcom. So I'd like to see it, but I think that's uh, I want to see it more before you just start talking about it like that, because like you said, we haven't really seen anything. There was leaked screenshots of a Silent Hill project, but we didn't know which one it was, and they were just screenshots. It really comes down to like when you play it, how does it feel?
1: And also, Konami has kind of had a bad, has a bad reputation with gamers still. It's definitely tempered from when they originally, you know, got rid of uh, Hideo Kojima with the Metal Gear Solid Five. And I think the last game of note that they've released was the Metal Gear Survive game, which was panned by critics. It was horrendous. And I'm pretty sure it's not even playable at this point because it was a multiplayer Metal Gear game. So... Konami is also in a weird spot right now, too, where it's like they they have to come out with like a great game because gamers are going to already have their guns drawn, ready to hate on Konami just because of how they treated Hideo Kojima. They canceled PT, which everybody was super excited about, which was supposed to be this revival of Silent Hills. So I don't know if they're going to be picking up the remnants of what Kojima left with whatever PT was supposed to become and, you know, see that vision through and that being one of the new Silent Hill games. But if they can do a Silent Hill 2 remake, like a solid remake, I think that that's a great step in the right direction. That's the easier project to manage. Instead of trying to make something new, you know something great that people love, then just bring it to the modern era. I think Silent Hill 2 with like fucking HDR, ray tracing, beautiful 4K graphics, I feel like that could be great. I definitely think it could rival or even be better than re2 remake just because like we were saying earlier silent hill 2 goes places that the resident evil games do resident evil is more popcorny silent hill is like true horror it's like actually scary it's more like in line with like a dead space kind of game very atmospheric not saying that resident evil 2 doesn't have atmospheric moments of it but it's still a little campy at
2: the core of it it is for sure it's more it's silent hill is more way more creepy yeah you're not you're not as action capable and stuff like that. Something I I wanted to bring up, I kind of want to know what you think about this. So obviously with Silent Hill 2 remake, they would bring that one because that is their main title. That's the one everyone knows and everyone loves. But Resident Evil kind of did and is doing it in chronological order because even though Resident Evil 1 wasn't remade, Resident Evil 1 has always been available and they've consistently updated it to be available. And then they did two and three right now they're doing four. If they do this silent Hill two, would you want to see them do like silent Hill one again or just silent Hill two? Cause I, I wonder what their rationales here. Cause they can't just do silent Hill two and continue from there because then they would have three and then pass that. We don't need it.
1: Yeah, I think hmm. I, yeah, but I think I, they yeah. may they may feel the they may feel comfortable doing it because they saw Resident Evil do it. I definitely am somebody who wants to see the original Resident Evil remade in the style of the RE remakes that we see now. So I would prefer starting in chronological order because I because I think like my favorite Resident Evil game. If they were going to do a remake, even more than four would probably be an original Resident Evil remake. So not saying Silent Hill one is better than Silent Hill two. Silent Hill two is clearly superior, but If you're going to – you can't just – you can't remake 2 because it's going to confuse people. It's going to confuse people like me and you who are going to get into the series for the first time. Well, you played the original Silent Hills 2 on PS2, but you know what I'm saying. There's going to be – it's going to be a new audience. Like, I became a Resident Evil fan with the remakes with Resident Evil 7. So you're going to have that kind of new fan base, like, festering and growing. But also it could be similar to to Resident Evil and and Silent Hills and the fact that, like, in Final Fantasy, like, where these games – they have the same name. They have a number. They further on the story, but they're each kind of like their own individual thing. So they might get away with just remaking two and then later on bringing back one.
2: I will say I, I, there won't be any pushback. If they announce that they're making a Sun Hill two remake, nobody's going to be like, well, what about the first one? Exactly. It, yeah. I was just bringing that up. Yeah. For discussion. The main thing is just, I think if they want to do it right, you announce a Silent Hill 2 remake. Hold on, let me roll this back. If they want to do it right, they announce a new game in the series, and then they will say that that game is coming... After the remake, know, let's right? say, Exactly. Let's say maybe it's coming like two years or three years out, and then when they at the end of that trailer for the main game, they say that Silent Hill 2 is being remade and will come out a year before or whatever, right? That's how you do it correctly. I'd be fired. Because if you do that, you're going to assume... We're assuming they don't fuck up the remake, but if they don't Mm -hmm. fuck up the remake, right, people will love it because it's already a great game, and then they'll be more excited to buy your new title. Whereas if you do it the other way and the new title is not good, then people aren't going to have confidence in the remake, so that wouldn't make sense. Yeah,
1: either way, I really... Either way, I'm excited to see something from the silent hill universe it definitely i think we're noticing in this generation early on that there's a big emphasis on horror like i feel like a lot of uh we got callista protocol coming out we got the dead space remake coming out i remember during the uh games uh jeff keely not jeff keely yeah it is jeff keely the g off keely that during his summer games fest that there was a ton of like horror games. So horror seems to be a big emphasis this generation. So I definitely that's see a, that. Uh...
2: Sorry, I saying? was just going to say it's the, the, you got to kill horror in the first half of the generation. Cause that's when the tech is the most capable. And, and I think impressive. horror is, yeah, I think horror is one of the genres that you benefit the most from having high fidelity sound and visuals and stuff like that. 'Cause they really add to the atmosphere.
1: But yeah, PlayStation you know, you're focusing yeah. on 3D audio and all that stuff. That all lends it all all new technology advancements lend itself to horror making horror games better.
2: Yeah. I'm saying that, but I guess I'm a little hypocritical because most of the good Resident Evil games of the last generation came out in the second half. But mm-hmm. the one-off or IP trials came out in the first half, right? Your Alien Isolation, your PT, your those kind of ones. But Resident Evil hit its stride in the second half. Within. Up. So how yeah, can evil you not miss Evil Within? Because that doesn't strike me as a technically impressive game. I think that's why I was forgetting <laughs> about it. But I like Evil Within. I definitely do. Yeah. But that's a, it. Wasn't a game that I ever thought was very pretty or anything. Yeah, but so I'm excited for silent hills
1: i'm excited for all the horror games we got coming this generation um that's all we have for you today ladies and gentlemen um you have any closing thoughts mark do you have what are you gonna play this week what are you trying to what are you trying to play we're busy we got jobs so we can't
2: necessarily play what we want to but what do, what do you want to dive into well i'm actually off for the next three days what the fuck so- why pto why not oh my god bro i got benefits what you mean so anyway uh yeah i'm off for the next few days so i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want to do so what i'm thinking right now the plan is is i'm planning on obviously staying awake very late most nights and going crazy the two things that i'll probably try to do this week is i think i'm gonna try to platinum last of us two and okay. I'm also going to try to Platinum. Um, I didn't talk about it here because I didn't have much to say, but I'm also playing Detroit Become Human. So I'm going to oh finish my, my Platinum on Last of Us and probably finish my Platinum on Detroit. And then and then we'll see. I don't know. I kind I kind of want to get something new, but I don't know. I'm looking at either getting that inscription game or getting Last of Us Part 1, even though... I said I wasn't going to do it. So, but I haven't pulled the trigger on any of those. So well, let's say, come yeah, we'll on, Miki, we gotta
1: stay strong for Last of Us Part One. It's,
2: it's, the reason know, people but, bought that is but, now why we're getting fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, remastered. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. But Last of Us Part Two, it, it looks good. Way. Trust me, I'm I'm tempted too. But either way, that's uh, you know what. Now that you bring this up, let's do a quick little run back on this. It, Last of Us Part One, at least we can, is not necessary. But it's more necessary than a Horizon remaster. Oh, 1,000%. Like 1,000%. But you're right. I don't know. I'm feeding the beast. I'm the reason why they're going to give us this shit all over again. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. They're listening and they're like, we put a platinum trophy on this and this guy's going to buy that shit day one that's really what dude i think i mean this is just a whole little tangent at
1: the end of the show now but i do think that playstation is pre, playstation with their exclusive games does prey on the trophy audience because yeah. every single yeah. playstation exclusive has i wouldn't say easy but very attainable platinum trophies and they know that when they re-release these games that that, that feeds that trophy hunter because they'll buy it just again like you said just to re it because Replatinuming the last of us would be fucking fun and doing it in better ps5 version probably even more fun but that's it's like praying i mean that's what business is you find out what your audience wants and gives it to them but they're doing it in a mm-hmm. shitty way because charging 70 is way too much
2: yeah that's that's yeah of course that's the thing is the 70 the, the 70 character. the 70 bomb is where it hurts
1: yeah definitely but
2: but, but yeah that's my that's 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 my ending tangent i'll, re- oh, I'll report back with whatever you know i choose uh, to play for the next 36 hours
1: <laughs> all right well ladies and gentlemen thank you guys for listening and we love you
0: the go for bronze podcast is a production of go for bronze media llc always striving for mediocrity hit us up on twitter at go for bronze pod instagram go for bronze pod That's my dreams that's right we have you can check us out on twitch at go for bronze pod also our youtube channel at go for bronze this is the big dog till next time